Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I want to welcome you to Sunday Morning Live. That is SML, Inside the Pages, with Pastor Carl Henderson, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, Incorporated. We're located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. And today is the 22nd day of June. June 2021. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m., Tuesday Bible study, 7 p.m., and Thursdays, Acts of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the Word of God, therefore we are faithful, we are bold, we are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the Word of God. Listen, if you didn't know, or maybe you do know, we're teaching from the book of Revelation on Sunday morning, and there is a blessing. I think we all like blessings. We all like presents. We all like those uh, just because gifts. But God has just because gifts for you. So we're teaching from Revelation in the third uh, verse of chapter one says, blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the word of this prophecy and keep the things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. So if you want to be blessed, if you want your house to be blessed, if you want your feet and where they go to be blessed, then read, hear, and keep the word of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask, Lord God, that you will watch over and keep us as we uh, continue through this, the portion of the day that's left. Lord God, I pray and ask that you would bless and remember those that are rising up. Lord God, remember those, O oh Lord, that are near and far, those under the sound of my voice, Lord. Lord Jesus, I pray and ask that you would bless them right now, Savior. Lord Jesus, you know the need of every individual. You know, Lord God, uh, what their day has been like, what their evening has been like, Lord. You know the situation, you know circumstances, Lord God, that some are, are undescribable, Lord God, how they impact us. But we know that you have an answer for all things. You are the one that crowns our head with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Father, I pray and ask that you will bless those that are faithful and obedient. Lord God, remember those that are out of the uh, ark of safety. Pray that you would draw them back in, in the mighty name of Jesus. Bless your word this evening, Lord. Help us to receive what you would have us to hear, Lord God, and you know what we need. You know what we have need of. We pray and ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. I'll be right back after this.
Yes, he will. Yes, he will. And yes, he will. He will take care of me. And I hope you know that for yourself. You know, this morning I was on my way to uh, to the office and uh, Big Greg had stalled on the on-ramp, which is a high curve that goes above the freeway and then drops back down onto another section, the eastbound of the 91. And it stalled. And there was another big rig behind it uh, that stopped to assist. And so lanes are backing up. And of course, people want to jump lanes. Well, uh, someone jumped the lane in front of me, which uh, was close enough for an accident to occur. And you don't know what the momentum and the gravity that um, at the rate of speed that both vehicles are traveling could produce. But the goodness of God, that there was no accidents. And, you know, um, I let the individual go. It didn't turn into a road rage situation and uh, or anything of that nature. But, you know, just went through the day that and knowing that God will take care of you. I arrived at the office, it was about a quarter to seven, and only to find out that the security team had uh, secured the building and didn't give anyone interest. So uh, that became an hour and a half wait of just standing around waiting for, uh, for them to arrive and listening to everybody recap the situation at how they arrived at work. And you know how it goes. It, you know, it gets old after a while, but it makes for a long day, especially if you already have things on your agenda that, that are, has a priority. Now, you know, but that's nothing compared to what someone else may have gone through. Whatever you are dealing with, whatever you are, um, have transpired through the day, I want you to take a deep breath. I want you to just relax for a moment and think about the fact that God will take care of you. You know, we all woke up this morning. I'm and I'm a listening ear right now, just like you are. Just know God will take care of you. And everything we don't need to put as much stress on. We don't need to stress it to ourselves, you know, but just know He will provide and He will take care of you. Something good is gonna happen. It's gonna happen is going to happen. Yes, it is. It is going to happen. Bless your Lord Jesus. Yes, it, it is. Something good is going to happen because the word of God has already proclaimed it. It's not by power nor by might, but the Lord said it's by my spirit. And, and so it's something good is going to happen because the word of God has said it. You can trust it. You can depend on it happening uh, because you're lining up with the word of God. You're lining up with what God has to say, not philosophies, not any, not, not uh, psychologies, but you're lining up with the word of God. And because you line up with the word of God, know that something good is going to happen. It's going to happen. Walk with expectancy. That is going to happen. You don't have to worry about it. Uh, you don't have to be a concern. I, I've been there done that and, and found out that I, I, I was spending energy that I didn't have to use in those areas. And so I want to encourage you not to spend any energy worrying. Don't spend any energy being concerned. When you line up with the word of God, 
and I, I'm giving you a, a testimony right now. I'm giving you my testimony that, that when you want, line up with the word of God, uh, things change. Poor credit can change. Uh, living can change. Uh, things will change as you line up with the word of God and you begin to use the principles that God has laid out. He covers all those areas. He covers whatever area you can, you can think of. And, and so whatever you, the Bible even, it says it like this, said you overcome evil with good. And, and so as long as you're doing good, uh, you're going to overcome some evil situations, whether it's evil talk, evil behavior, uh, evil things that someone is throwing at you, you're going to overcome it. Now, I, I didn't have none of this in my mind until I, I stood here tonight, uh, you know, with the exception of, of talking about how the day started out. But uh, God has something good in store for you. And, and so just embrace that. Just know that. Just believe that for yourself. We're in the book of Ezekiel. And beginning at the, the first verse, I'm not going to go through a recap. I, I, my, I don't plan on being long this evening. Uh, so, um, but I, I want you to know that we're the 40th chapter, beginning at the first verse. It says, in the fifth in the five and 20th year of our captivity, Israel's in captivity uh, for their behavior. In the beginning of the year, in the 10th day of the month, in the 14th year that after that the city was smitten, in the selfsame day, the hand of the Lord was upon me and brought me thither. So 25 years have passed since they went into captivity. And it's the 10th day. Uh, and Ezekiel recalls about, the four, about 14 years ago that the city was torn down. And about that time, the Lord moved upon him and revealed something to him. When you abide in the will of God, he'll reveal some things to you. He'll show you some things. He'll help you to understand some things. You know, it, it, is, a great, it is a great glory unto God when you when the minister is preaching the word of God and the Lord began to pour out. And as he poured out, you can look through the audience and see the faces of individuals that's getting it. That is, is feeding upon what they are hearing because they get it. God is opening up their understanding so that they can receive the word. That's what you call rhema word. And it's backed up by the scripture. There's not a, there's not a word that you're going to receive uh, that is a revelation or rhema or whatever vernacular is going to be used to, that is not backed up by the word of God. And I don't mean manipulated in the scripture. I mean, it is the unadulterated truth. And so Ezekiel is recalling where he, uh, where they were and what he was experiencing. And that was the hand of the Lord upon him. All of us need to remember situations. We need to remember experiences. Uh, you need to remember uh, good experiences, bad and ugly, so that you don't repeat the, the bad and you don't repeat the ugly, but certainly repeat the good. Uh, and so you need to remember the, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and so that you properly uh, categorize it you properly make sure to take the right action 
uh, you know, uh, going to jail don't feel good. So don't repeat the same thing that, that got you there. Uh, don't repeat the same thing that got you in trouble. Don't repeat the same thing that, that got you terminated from a job. Don't repeat the same thing that caused you to, uh, to overspend and become uh, overwhelmed by situations and things. Don't repeat those same things over again. But, but remember the good things as well and, and, uh, and do that. And so the Bible says, in the visions uh, of God brought me in into the land of Israel. So the hand of the Lord was upon him and brought him into the land of Israel and set him up on a very high mountain. Why? So that he could see. Why? So that he wouldn't miss anything. Set him up high uh, so that he could see the beginning and the end of, of the subject. Uh, by which was the frame of the city on the south. So the Lord brought him into a position to look on the south side of the city. Now a vision represents the ability to see. The ability to see. It is the ability to think about or plan the future. Now I, I hope you have a vision of yourself. See yourself. And you know, I was I was walking through um, I was walking through the house uh, uh, just last night, and I was thinking about a vision that I had, a vision I had some years ago about uh, retirement and how to go about doing those things and what I would do afterwards, you know, and uh, and thinking about you know how the house would be paid off and different things, and some things happened. And so it got in the way, it hindered the vision. And so my point is, is that you should have a vision for yourself. I'm talking about your natural vision. Your natural vision of what you want to accomplish and a plan of action. Your plan of action. God has a plan. He has a plan of action that has been thought about and is divinely being carried out. His plan has been implemented. It's in motion right now. You need to set your plan in motion. You need to start capitalizing upon situations and things. And certainly you can take lemon and turn it into lemonade. You can take the bitter and make something uh, good out of it. Make some meringue pie, lemon meringue. You can take whatever is thrown at you and as they, they told me, use it as fire, use it as kindling for the fire. Use it as fuel to propel you into the direction and to the place of where you want to go. And when I fell into it, that's what I did. And so getting back on track uh, takes a little time, but it's doable. But you have to remember some things. And so you have to remember and you have to execute, have a plan, have a vision, don't uh, because things, situations happen. Remember, they're in captivity. Something has happened. They got out the will of God. Something happened. And it brought them into a place. And Ezekiel is now seeing the vision of God that and took him to a high mountain. And so he has the ability to think and to see and to plan a future. Ezekiel was shown the future pertaining the land of Israel. He was shown something about Israel. And, and, and as you recall, or, or may not recall uh, that Israel, he's been seeing after Israel has gone through their time of affliction, he also is seeing a time of restoration. Uh, he saw a time that they would be restored 
and brought back to life. And, and as I've already covered, uh, that happened about 73 years ago. And so now he's seeing something else. And so the Bible said he brought me thither and behold, there was a man whose appearance was like the appearance of brass with a line of flax in his hand and a measuring reed. And he stood in the gate. He stood in the gate. Now, in, uh, spiritually or uh, metaphysically, tradition uh, says that brass is a metal that brings out uh, natural good and inner truth. A uh, brass is also used to represent uh, judgment, which is about bringing out the truth, or it should be uh, unprejudiced, unbiased. Uh, and so even the phrase getting down to brass uh, tax um, is about telling or clearing the way of old debris and getting down to pure and natural truth. So there's an appearance of someone uh, that is of brass uh, with a line of flax in his hand, a measuring reed, and he stood in the gate. Now, a line of flax means it is flexible. So a flexible measuring instrument that is able to, uh, those of you that is, is familiar or remember uh, geometry, uh, there are certain tools that uh, use geometry. You know, when you look at any surface or uh, anything that's made and it's molded, it's shaped and everything, it's using geometry uh, to measure that particular instrument or that particular thing uh, so that it can be created. Uh, so, and, and whereas the reed or a rod is a stiff object for, me for taking an accurate measurement of a short distance. Now, he said he stood in the gate, an uh, entranceway, a uh, leading into or out of a place. Uh, this man, uh, the man said unto, unto the son, said unto Ezekiel, son of man, behold with thy eyes and hear with thy ears and set thy, thy heart upon all that I show thee for, to, for the intent that I might show unto thee uh, art thou brought thither. This is the whole purpose I brought you here. God's not going to show up and give you uh, his jewels, give you his pearls, give you his riches, and you act all nonchalant about it. He's not going to show up. He's not showing up to do that for you to act like, mm, psh, like it ain't nothing. It needs and requires your eyes. It requires your ears and your heart. It requires all of that. That is the whole purpose. Your undivided attention is what God is asking for. As he declare all that he's about to see of regarding the house of Israel. Son of man, you need to place your name there. A son of man, whatever your name is, place your name there, uh, uh, Pastor Carl. Son of man, uh, Brother Tony. Son of man, uh, Sister Shirley. Son of man, whatever your name is, put your name there. Behold means to perceive through sight. Make a complete observation of what is going on. When we're in service, you need to be observant. Because see, as you're observant, as you uh, render, uh, remember, when we come to service, we're presenting ourselves unto the Lord. And so when you're in service and you're presenting yourself unto the Lord, you're going to make complete observation of what is going on, just as God is doing. 
he makes a, a thorough observation of what's happening in the service. So to get what I'm, I'm going to show you requires your complete attention. You need your eyes. Uh-huh, your, your eyes are needed. It will need your ears. It's going to need your heart. That, that's what God wants. He wants your eyes. He wants your ears. And he wants your heart. You, you need to tell that to yourself. You need to remind yourself of that, that God wants my eyes. Let God be your eye candy. Uh, he wants your ears. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, people are ear hustling. Uh, when, when people are talking on the phone, people, ch even children are ear hustling. Uh, you know, you need to be careful what you're saying and, and talking around your kids. Just We didn't get too comfortable with just being on the cell phone around our kids well, in the cars and stuff. We should be talking to our children. Talk to them while you're in the car with them. Find out what's going on. Somebody call, tell them you call them back. You know, um, you'll hit them back later. Because right now you, you're in the car with your, with, with whomever. You, you're in the car with your, with your friend. And you know, that's what they call them, your friend. You're in the car with your friend. And so give your friend that, that attention. And, and your friend need to give you uh, the attention as well. And, and have a decent conversation. Discuss whatever. Uh, you know, with your children and, and with your friend you know, or your spouse. And so uh, uh, God wants your ears. He wants your eyes and he wants your heart. And behold, a wall on the outside of the house round about and in that man's hand, a measuring reed of six cubits, long about the cubits and the hand breadth. So he measured the breadth of the building, one reed and the height and the reed. Uh, Bible students, you need to, that fifth verse if I was you, I, I, I would be prepared to, to maybe comment or, or, or identify what a cubic is, what a breath is, so that you understand the measuring of the height. And so, um, so therefore, I did not give that uh, today. Remember, the purpose of the flex, the reed or the rod, is the measuring, in this instance, of the temple. And so you, you're being measured too. You're being measured too. Uh-huh. You're being measured. All of us are being measured. Uh, some like to say, don't judge me. Uh, that, that's a measurement. Uh, you're being measured. Uh, but you cannot be fitted uh, without being measured. You need to understand that. Uh, you need to understand that. And if you follow along with us in, in Revelation, you'll, you'll get more about that. But you're being, uh, you, you're being fitted. And you cannot be fitted without being measured. And so there has to be a measure uh, that you can be compared to. There has to be something for you to be compared to in order to be measured. Now, I want you to understand something because we're, we're getting into the area of talking about the temple. And this is very significant because as we, we, we Ezekiel have gone from uh, transgression to restoration to uh, into um, several restorations and into an area of that goes into our future. Uh-huh. It goes into our future. And so here we are. And so 1 Corinthians 6, 19 to 20 says what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you? 
which ye have of God, and ye are not your own, for ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Uh, we, somewhere along the line, uh, some of us forgot uh, that we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Uh-huh. Uh, we're the temple of the Holy Ghost. I'm, I'm talking to those that, that, that say I'm saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm talking to those that say I'm born again. I'm talking to those that, that say I have dedicated my life unto the Lord, uh, that we are temples of the Holy Ghost. And so therefore, we don't, uh, you don't defile the temple. You don't defile the temple by giving God's substance to someone else. You don't give God's substance to, uh, you don't, it's just like uh, letting someone walk into, uh, into the church building right now and, and do whatever they want to do. They're going to come in here and, and begin to worship false idols. Uh, they're going to come in here and have an orgy. Uh, they're going to come in here and, and, and have a, a, a party uh, and, and do all that they want to do. They're going to invite all the, uh, all the artists that they want to be in here that, that is going to uh, and, and just do all that they, they want to do in the building. Well, if we don't allow that in the physical building, why would you allow that in your temple? Your temple. But uh, dearly beloved, present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto Why would you allow that in the temple that belongs to God? Uh, you're not your own. So if you're not your own, uh, then why would you give yourself to someone else? It's just like being married. You both belong to each other, but you but you give yourself to another individual. You married to the Lord. So why would you give yourself? You belong to God. You're his temple. For you were bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. We're going to glorify him in our body by the life that we live. We're going to glorify him in our spirit by keeping ourselves clean. Uh, you can't offer God a good sacrifice without keeping your spirit clean. We're not talking about the outer appearance. You wear certain, certain clothing which represents that you of the church. That don't mean that you are uh, in the will of God because of that. Uh, that's some old school teaching. And I, I get where they're coming from. I understood what they meant by that. Neither do we put on a, 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 a big girls put on small clothes to go out at night. Uh, no, you put on you put on small clothes to meet your your husband, uh, you know, and, and on. And so uh, there is a way that we conduct ourselves and what we do. Uh, therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit because you belong to God. Since you've been bought with a price. You can be modified. Remember, you're a temple. And God has a certain design that he wants his temple to look like. He has certain ideals, just like when you buy your house or when you move into your apartment or when you get your car. Brothers, do not buy a, a, a $5,000 car and then put $15,000 in it to make it look and sound a certain way. 
That, that's, that's backwards. And there's another way I, I, I would have to have somebody say it for me, but that's backwards. That, that is backwards. You spent $5,000 on that car. You spent another five, $6,000 on tires, rims, stereo system, paint, and all of that uh, when you could have bought something that was of better value that might hold its value as well. We need to think about it. You bought with a price. God can modify you. Uh, remember, the, the potter's clay can be modified. Uh, you're nothing but clay. Adam was nothing but dirt. And Adam was not laying there in the dirt after God made him uh, talking about breathe on me. He was dead. Adam did not have life until God breathed on him. So there was no conscious awareness. There was no uh, nothing in his being for him to cry out to anybody for any reason because he was nothing but a, uh, but a mold of dirt until God breathed on him. Since you've been bought with a price, you can be modified, upgraded, remodeled. Somebody need to, need to tell God to upgrade me. Uh-huh. You need to be upgraded. And, and so we stay on our knees and we go to the altar and we ask God to help us out. Uh, Lord, take us higher in you, which means I'm ready to shed off some stuff. I'm ready to let some stuff go. I, I'm, I'm not going to go in that path that I've been down and, and I'm looking toward a brighter future. And that is you. Ezekiel said there was a man whose appearance was like the appearance of brass with a line of flax in his hand and a measuring reed. And he stood in the gate. When you get to the designate, your designated place of worship, you need to understand there is a person that uh, they're dealing with truth. Uh-huh. Brass. Somebody that's there that's dealing with truth. And, and that individual that's dealing with truth has a line of flax. Uh, that individual dealing with truth in that designated place of worship that you go to has a measuring rod standing in the gate. Uh, you need to understand that the church is a gateway to heaven. And I, I, I'm, oh my God, bless your name, Jesus. Uh, standing in the gate. And so like uh, the man Ezekiel, uh, saw that they have the responsibility of measuring. You need to know that when you come to the house of God, uh, that, the, that the pastor, the preacher, the, the instrument that God is using is uh, just like the one that Ezekiel saw, uh, the appearance uh, practicing and bringing forth truth. Uh, that is a normal practice for them, uh, those that are righteous, uh, those that are seeking God for their soul salvation. Uh, the preacher has to seek God for his soul salvation. Uh, it's not a, uh, as Paul said, after I've preached to others, then myself be a castaway. Uh, I'm not looking for that. I'm saving myself. Uh, so therefore, I'm going to deal with truth. And I, and I pray that other ministers uh, feel the same way. And so when you get to that designated place, there is a person that is dealing with truth with a line of flax, a measuring reed standing in the gate. And so there's a responsibility of a measuring. The Bible tells us in Isaiah 28, 9 to 10, it said, Whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the meat, from the milk, 
and drawn from the breast for uh, for precept must be upon precept precept upon precept line upon line line upon line here a little and there a little Ephesians 4 11 13 says for he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints the the, the one that that brass individual with the line of flax with a rod and a reed is there for the perfecting of the saints to make sure that everything lines up on line, that there's precept upon precept, here a little and there a little, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all, all of us, self-included, till we all of us come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. Uh, don't measure yourself uh, with that sister that's next to you. Uh, don't measure yourself because she got pregnant. And, and so you're going you gonna to measure yourself up on, uh, with her. Uh, listen, she may have gotten pregnant, uh, but truth be told, you, you didn't get caught. Uh, that's all it was. You just didn't get caught. Uh, or measuring yourself next to that brother that lied. Uh, anybody can, can mess up. Uh, and have that big mess up and never do it again. And so you need to understand that. But measuring yourself next to uh, somebody else is wrong. When the Bible says that unto the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ Jesus. You know, I, I, the Bible said that Hezekiah, uh, that he was sick. He was sick unto death. And uh, the prophet told him that he was going to die. And he turned his face to the wall and said, Lord, remember how I've walked before you. Remember what I've done. And I don't believe that at, in the moment that he was praying and asking God to remember what he'd done, that he was thinking about his neighbor. I don't think he was thinking about a, a sister or a brother and how he compared next to them. But he asked God to remember the principles that he has exercised in his life that lined up with his word. We need to make sure that we're lining up with the word of God. We're not trying to compare ourselves next to anybody else, but pray for somebody. The Bible said, though, uh, that when you see a brother or a sister overtaken in a fault, you ought to help them. I'm paraphrasing that, but you ought to help them. And if you can't help them, then you need to shut your mouth and you need to pray yourself that you don't find yourself in the same situation. That you need to stay on your knees and humble yourself uh, until you overcome. Oh, my God, bless your name, Jesus. And, and so uh, uh, you don't measure yourself against your brother or your sister, but you measure yourself against the word of God. The problem with many is that they're using the wrong measurement. They're using the wrong tool. And, and so uh, if you're using the wrong tool and the wrong measuring instrument, then your, your numbers are going to be off. The measuring device is the wrong one. You're using a faulty device. Because you're uh, faulty too. All the sin and come short of the glory of God. And so we are, you are, and all of us are, is a work in progress. The Bible tells us, and, and, and I, I'm closing with this. I, I told you I'm, I, I don't plan to be long, but, but listen, Ephesians 2, 19 and 22 through 22 says, Now therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners but fellow citizens with the saints 
and of the household of God and are built upon the foundation of the prophets, apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto, groweth, that is a continuation, groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are built together for inhabitation of God through the Spirit. Ezekiel is seeing the future. He's seeing a nation of people that will come together. He's seeing Israel. And he's saying they're in the end result of things. He's coming to a point of what God is showing him that is going to occur in our future. Our future. Yes. We would already arrive and, and, and gone into the fitting room. Uh-huh. By the time it, what Ezekiel sees uh, actually occurs, we're going to by the time that arrives, we're going to be in the fitting room. We're going to be in the fitting room. If you've not dedicated yourself unto the Lord, if you've not repented of your sins, then, you know, this is the day that the Lord has made. This is a good day to do that. Uh, this is a good day to seek God and, and make sure that, that you are pre that you're presenting yourself. Let God measure you and get you fitted and get you prepared for what he wants to do. Oh, bless your name, Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your grace, Lord, for your word that's been exhorted this evening. I pray and ask that you will bless those that are listening, those that will hear this later. Lord God, thank you for those that are, are paying attention and are seeking you, Lord God. I honor you, Lord God, because it is you that saves Thank you for saving, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for forgiveness, for mercy. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Bless your name, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Bless you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. My God. My God. Bless you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Save, Lord. Save, Lord. Oh, Lord God, bless your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, we ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. That is Pomona, California. I hope to see you here or see you there. Until then, be blessed in the Lord. Remember the songs featured are respectively the property of our songsters, the artists, and other, their producers. If you've been blessed, share SML inside the pages with someone. Just type it in, Google it. It's going to come up. Amazon, iHeart, Spotify. Until then, be blessed.
Oh, man. 